lovelies, and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Outsports Podcast Network, and we are in the back end of our doubleheader today on, on LGBT in the Ring. Obviously, if you haven't listened to the first episode of the day, go back, check it out. Our conversation with Effie, all about Effie's Big Gay Brunch, part of the Collective Weekend um, this Saturday and Sunday. Um, the Big Gay Brunch specifically, this Saturday, 11 a.m. Uh, you can stream it over at fight.tv. Um, yeah, fun conversation all around. Love having Effie on the show. But... This one is a big one for us uh, here on the show because we have the pleasure of speaking with former All Elite Wrestling Women's World Champion Nyla Rose. The Native Beast is on LGBT in the Ring this week. We're chatting all about AEW Dynamite's one-year anniversary show coming up next Wednesday, October 14th, 8 p.m. Eastern over on TNT. Uh, We get into the significance of that, of what that date means, what that anniversary means, um, as well as the significance of, you know, Nyla being front and center um, in probably what was the match of the night on the first episode of AEW Dynamite of October 2nd of last year against Riho. Um, we talk about that match. We talk about um, a number of other experiences that she's had um, with All Elite Wrestling since joining at the beginning of, I guess, the infant stages of the organization. Um, and just kind of get into her own identity, her own uh, trans identity, and how that impacts uh, certain ideas of trans visibility for her and putting herself out there or not putting herself out there in different ways. Um, and obviously, with National Coming Out Day, coming up this Sunday, we do get into a little bit about her own um, experiences with coming out and, you know, both in and out of the ring. And and it's just a really interesting conversation. I'm really happy that we had the chance to sit down with her um, and unpack a number of of these things and have some fun along the way. And I hope that you enjoy the conversation as much as um, I know I did. and I hope Nyla did as well. Hopefully this won't be the last time we have her on the show. Um, I would love to pick her brain about some video game stuff because uh, who doesn't like talking video games? <laughs> so, speaking of video games, though, that's going to bring me to my second thing. Before we get to our conversation with Nyla, um, if you listen to the, the show with Effie, you know that uh, I teased a little bit of something about our own birthday here on LGBT in the Ring. Because next week is our one-year anniversary. That's our birthday, our cake day, whatever you want to throw out there for a one-year thing. Um, and first and foremost, you know, I'll speak more to this on next week's show, but it's been a blast doing this show for a year. I, it doesn't feel like it's been a year at all. Um, and and I think that showcases how much fun and, and interest I have in doing this show and how the response has really been fulfilling from all of you that listen, all the lovelies. There's a reason why I say that. It's because you you all really are. Um, not just because you took the time out of your day to listen to my show, um, but just because you're engaging with uh, people in this industry who are pushing for something more in it. Not just satisfied with, with what they've been given, but pushing for something more and finding their place and telling their stories where they might not necessarily have been told in previous generations, especially within the this industry or sports in general. So um, this show has been very powerful for me. I hope it's been powerful for you. We'll talk more about that next week whenever we get sentimental and all that fun stuff uh, because 
that's for the actual anniversary. What I want to talk about now is what we're going to be doing to celebrate, because obviously we have a show next week, um, and I'm super stoked about that, like I am every week. But I kind of wanted to do something beyond just a podcast to celebrate the show's birthday. And that means that we are going to take this show to Twitch in a way. Um, we're not going to be recording an actual episode of the, of the podcast on Twitch, but if you listen to the show, you know that I also host a gaming news podcast with a few of my friends that we record live um, every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, called the uh, Mr. Video Game Super Show. Uh, we operate on our Twitch channel over there, twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment, sun like the star. And I figured, uh, why not meld the two worlds a little bit to have some fun and celebrate one year of LGBT in the ring? I am an obsessive Fire Pro Wrestling World simulator. I may or may not have more edits of uh, random characters and other pro wrestlers that I know what to do with, and I may or may not randomly build tournaments out and play them out for myself whenever I'm working on articles or editing podcasts and just watch it on my second screen. And I may or may not invite all of y'all to in- to indulge me and, and join me in maybe playing out a tournament in FirePro on twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment next week. So, yes, we're, we're, I'm going to build out a 32-person queer wrestling tournament in FirePro, and we're going to run it live on Twitch. I will have more details out about the uh, the date and time, but um, I am hoping we're going to run this next week. I'm going to have fun watching all of these great queer wrestlers, many of whom have been on this show previously, duke it out in a virtual format um, and and just have some fun along the way with it. And maybe we'll have some people pop in and talk. I don't know. We'll see. It might just be me running for, but it's that, that's fine if I'm running solo. I just want to have some fun and, and engage with the people that have made this show as awesome as it is and just kind of show both of my worlds um, and, and have a fun time doing it and celebrating what we've accomplished here on this show. So, yeah, look forward to that. Um, I'll have more details um, probably on next week's show, and definitely we'll have them a little bit earlier as well. Just keep your eye on the on the Twitter, uh, at LGBT RingPod, um, all that good stuff. So, yeah, that'll be fine. But now that that's out of the way, I got that might be the first time I've actually plugged something at the beginning of the show, and it feels awkward. But it's okay, because we're going to remove some of that awkwardness with our fun conversation with Nyla Rose here on LGBT in the Ring. All right, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome back to LGBT in the Ring, and I am super stoked and excited to have as my guest this week um, a prominent name in All Elite Wrestling, a former women's world champion in that company, um, but she means so much more to the community that engages with this show and and beyond, I would say. Uh, the Native Beast, Nyla Rose, welcome to LGBT in the Ring. How are you doing today? Doing good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. 
No, thank you for taking the time. We've been very excited to have the chance to, to sit down and speak with you. Um, and obviously, this is a perfect time to do it because coming up next week, you have the one-year anniversary of AEW Dynamite, the flagship television program uh, for the company that I think holds special special prominence for you as you competed for the inaugural Women's World Championship on the very first episode of AEW Dynamite back on October 2nd of last year. Um, and I wanted to talk to you about that experience first off, because obviously like the anniversary is special for, I think everyone in the company, I would say just to see the company have a year under its belt, uh, with the television program, but speaking specifically to your experience here, um, how important was it for you to be in the ring fighting for the women's championship on the first episode of dynamite? Um, you know, it's, it's. The anniversary is a little bit bittersweet for me, if you will. Uh, a, you know, it's, it was it was the inaugural show, just to be a part of the history of the company of women's wrestling. Um, it, it was it was a huge moment, a lot of a huge impact. You know, you're seeing a lot of a lot of people being inspired by that moment to start wrestling or or you know pick up and continue their training. Um, why I say it's bittersweet? Uh, I fought for the title on that night and. I did not come out victorious. Um, so it's still a bit of a sore spot for me, uh, even, even one year later, uh, despite all the achievements I've achieved. But yeah, the, the one year of that inaugural show in Washington, DC is nothing short of special. Uh, you know, it's, it's not easy to launch a new company and to kind of hit the ground running full steam ahead and that's exactly what we did. And we, we gave you pay-per-view quality matches, like right out the gate, right there on that first episode. Mm. No, it definitely did. And, and yes, I, I could definitely see it being bittersweet as, you know, not winning the match and winning the championship there that night. But I think that for a number of people, um, seeing you on that stage, you know, representing the LGBTQ community in the way that you do, even if like the character, like the character Nyla Rose, you've said in mo other interviews in the past, like the character Nyla Rose isn't trans, but you are trans and um, being able to just put your identity on that, that stage where you have like over a million people tuning in to watch you wrestle for the first time. Like, I think that provided a, a lot of need, needed representation, obviously, and kind of gave people their first look at, um, you know, what the trans community can do, not just in pro wrestling, but but what they can uh, put they out can there for everyone. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, you know, it's crazy to think here we are in in the year 2020, soon to be 2021, and one year ago, October 2nd was probably the first time a lot of people had seen a transgender person that they that they were aware of, that they knew, you know? Especially seeing one on their television during primetime hours in a prominent role. That's that's pretty much unheard of. So it was it was a landmark event, not like like I said, not just for wrestling, but in, in every sense of the word. And and to you know speak to what you just said. Representation absolutely matters. You know, seeing someone like myself on television, having that re uh, reflected back on themselves, you know, here I am, a, a black indigenous uh, trans woman, 
with the spotlight on them, ready to carry the ball, so many people have felt validated just from that one single instance. Mm-hmm. And, and you speak to like all these other, like obviously like you, Black, First Nations, like all these different, um, like, I guess for lack of a better word, like demographics that you do represent and you give these uh, an image for, for people in those communities to see, to see someone in their community on such a high successful level. Um, and I think another thing that deserves pointing out is like, like you said, um, being someone of First Nations descent in that spot too, whereas in pro wrestling, you haven't seen a lot of um, success for people of First Nations backgrounds in pro wrestling as well. I think that's something to be commended for as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, usually uh, with the First Nations Native wrestlers, it's it's kind of a novelty act. You know, can you can you put on this hat with all these feathers and go out there and woo-hoo and dance around? And that's so far detached from anything in reality. Uh, so to see that evolution in pro wrestling where we're starting to embrace realities and embrace different cultures and, and, and ways of life and just showcase them as real and not novelties, not, they're not jokes. They're not, you know, here to drive a punchline. These are real people. And, you know, our, our, um, wrestlers, I didn't want to say characters because like we're not playing characters, yeah. like our, our wrestlers, they refre- reflect the reality of society. No, definitely. I, I'm curious to get to get your thoughts, uh, further thoughts on that. Like, what do you think has pushed the the industry to kind of ha- accept this more realistic approach to showcasing um, marginalized groups like in this way? I honestly wish I had a better answer for you, but I really <laughs> don't know what has shaped it. I, I I think a huge factor in that is just society as a whole has there's been a shift there's there's been a tonal shift people are kind of tired of being mocked and made fun of people want to see people like themselves achieve you know so for so long we've we've only been presented with one archetype or or one character one characteristic that now people are like that's not me that's not where i fit in i'm tired of pretending so to that extent, they they use social media, which has been a, a bit of a tool in that regard, you know, for people to voice themselves. You know, co- companies and corporations see that. So, like I said, professional wrestling, much like all of the entertainment industry, is a mirror to society. So when society does that tonal shift, pro wrestling is going to have that tonal shift as well. Mm. No, and, and it's a, it's been an awesome thing to see that that shift um, to see more and more um, people like not just in like the larger companies like AEW, but even on like the independent scenes and, and companies uh, internationally that are embracing marginalized uh, identities in, in the way that they have. I know that you you know previous to AEW, you wrestled in Japan a number of time for a number of companies over there. Um, and even when you were with AEW, I know you had a chance to go back over there and form a, a awesome tag team with another uh, trans uh, uh, wrestler, uh, the former Asuka, now Vinny. Um, I'm curious to get hear your experiences for, with that from last year. Like, what was it like to go over there and team up with, with, uh, with Vinny in Marvelous? 
it, it, it honestly, it was, it, it felt like second nature. Um, having worked over there for so long, all these, these past few years, building these relationships with people and, and uh, forming these bonds, it, it just was such a natural fit. Um, you know, I, I, met, I met her about two or three years ago, I believe, and our paths have never crossed in quite such a way. You know, I've been on shows with her, uh, you know, I've, I've been out to shows to support her, to see her. Um, so when, when the opportunity was there to actually tag with her, it was like, I've got to do this. Like this, this is another landmark event. Like this has to happen. There's no way I could turn down this opportunity. <laughs> no, definitely. And you've been a part of a number of, of landmark events in that, in that fashion as well. Like I know um, one of your last matches. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One of your last matches before like joining the AEW roster was against another uh, trans icon in pro wrestling, Maria Moreno. Um, I, I'm curious to get hear your thoughts about about that match and being able to have that match before stepping onto the national stage in the way that you did. That that for me was a very selfish match, uh, and I and I say that in regards of uh, Mariah and I had become friends over the years and. Prior to me coming out uh, and, and just being un, unashamedly myself, um, she was definitely an inspiration. Uh, you know, like I said, the internet, social media, very powerful tool. When I was kind of on that fence of like, you know, what's out there? What's on the other side of this? What can I expect? I, I did a little bit of Googling. I, I Googled some things and uh, she was one of the first names to pop up. Uh, to my knowledge, she is one of the first, if not the first, uh, out just open trans wrestlers here in America. Um, so, so to again have that opportunity to have that match with not just a friend, but someone who I looked up to in a way, it, it meant everything in the world to me, and I, I am forever grateful I was afforded that opportunity. Mm. It's interesting you speak about like the kind of coming to or discovering Mariah during the course of your own, um, like, I guess, for, I guess for lack of a better term, struggle with, with coming out and everything. We are coming up on National Coming Out Day um, this Sunday. And here at Outsports, we've been doing a week's, weeks long coverage, um, promoting like stories of, of athletes and coming out and some of the different um, aspects of the coming out experience. I'm curious to hear, um, because, because you came out um, as trans, um, in the middle of your wrestling career, I'm curious to hear about that experience. Like, what what led you to feeling comfortable doing that? And then, what was it like after you did that? What was the the reaction from from your wrestling um, community as well as just um, I guess we'll go with that with the wrestling community to start off with. Well, mine was kind of an interesting story, like. I, I've, I, I came out at kind of the beginning. I, I, I put it out there, like, this is who I am. It is what it is. Like me, love me, hate me, you know, leave me, whatever it is. Uh, hold me, throw me, kiss me, kill me, the U2 song. <laughs> whatever it may be, like, that was me from the get-go. Uh, but to circle back, you know, the character of Nyla Rose, what I do in the ring, it, no part of me being trans plays into any of that. So I never really felt it was necessary for that to be a part of my personality. Like that, that's who I am, but that's not what I am, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and I 
I don't know if that will to some people watching this, but it was just, you know, I, I, I'm not going to shy away from it, but I'm not going to go out here every two minutes and be like, hey, everybody, you know, trans <laughs> that's kind of weird to me. Like, I'm, I'm here to win a match, you know, I'm here to compete like everyone else. Um, and, I, and I guess me having done it right at the get go, it, it, there was the controversy about it at first and then it kind of quickly went away. And it just, it was what it was. And I, you know, wrestled on the indies and did my thing. Then when you get national exposure, it's it's kind of like a second coming, a second coming out, if you will. Uh, I didn't really have a choice in the matter. Uh, some, a news source kind of picked up on it and kind of put it out there before I was able to make any sort of like official statements. Not that I know that I would or wouldn't, because like I said, it. I had already come out. It wasn't, you know, it's it's not like you get a hamburger and you're like, hey guys, I'm eating a hamburger. You, just, you don't announce it every 20 minutes. So it was it was really weird. I, I honestly didn't know how to handle it. Um, and people were kind of like, oh, is this what's going on? I'm like, yeah, that's that's what's been going on. You know, it's not it's new to you, but it's not to me or anyone else who knows me. So it was it was a bit it was different. Is very different. Yeah. <laughs> How important was it for you to kind of keep that your I, your personal identity separate from your wrestler identity in that way, um, especially coming onto the, the national stage in the way that you have? Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't so much say it was important to keep them separate, um, but I do realize that you know the whole transness, the trans issues. I, I realize that is very new for a lot of people. Uh, and, and while I'm not here to be your, you know, your, your national trans Wikipedia, <laughs> because my journey is my journey and it may not be the next person's journey. You know, I can't answer questions for someone else. I can only answer questions for myself. Um, but, but I never, I never really tried to keep them separate in that regard because I very much am Nyla Rose. It's, 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 there's a meld there. There's a meld there. Um, but it's, it's just the fact of being trans in the ring. Well, no, I'm just a wrestler in the ring. That's really what the separation is. I'm curious, like, obviously, we, so we've talked about, like, the process of, like, in the ring and, and where your identity um, kind of interacts with that in the ring. I'm curious, I, I, I want to ask you about your experiences, like, coming out and and kind of having the, the realization of of your own truth outside of the ring um what was it what was that experience like for you um to kind of realize like who you truly are and to take steps to finally be who the person that you saw yourself as i i had always known i was different uh but i didn't know what that was i didn't have the language for that for for so long because there was nobody like me to look up to or, or in the mainstream um I, I i had no point of reference so once i found out what that language was once i uh discovered eddie izzard and kind of was able to learn a little bit more and do my own research and my own self-exploration and just have honest, open discussions with myself about myself, uh, what I had hoped for, what I wanted. And, and there, there's a breaking point for lack of a better term of 
do I continue to live this lie? Do I continue to live for other people? Or do I finally do what I've known all along? Do I finally truly, honestly, openly embrace myself and put it out there? And, and that, that was the crossroads that I had come to. And for me, it, there came a point where I could not pretend to be who I wasn't any longer and I had to be myself. It, I was nervous, I was scared, but I found the gumption somewhere and I said, you know what? This is what it's gonna be. I'm gonna put it out there. People are gonna love it or they're gonna hate it but I got to be me. I cannot leave this world with any regrets. Mm. I mean, there's true power in, in realizing that and just, you know, doing it for yourself, just putting yourself out there in that way. So like, like many other people that have come out and have put their truth out, out there, like I commend you for, for doing that and, and having that courage. Um, I just had one more, one more question in terms of like trans visibility and trans identity, especially when it comes to, our national coming out day um, stuff that we're doing. Um, someone uh, close to you uh, posted uh, on Twitter about uh, some, a message that I think was very um, um, informative and in some ways um, uh, inspiring uh, about how, you know, you celebrated a birthday and your birthday um, put you beyond the life expectant the expect the life expectancy in this country of uh, trans women of color, um, and I think that statistic was a, a awakening for a number of people that saw that like thirty five is the life expectancy for a trans woman of color in this country. Um, what does it mean to you to not only one to outlive such a daunting statistic but also to be able to bring awareness to the um the issues facing trans women of color in this country it honestly breaks my heart if i can if i can be totally candid right now it, it breaks my heart and i i have a little bit of guilt you know what's what's so special about me what makes me so different that i get to live this full fruitful life when theirs were snuffed out so early um it's it's not fair and and it's incredibly heavy and it's it it weighs on me it's something i do think about and i don't take for granted um on the flip side of things it does give me a glimmer of hope it does kind of put me in a mindset of like maybe things are changing for the better. I, I can only hope that things are changing for the better. I can only dream that things are changing for the better. And to know people in my position, other people like myself, um, that that hope becomes tangible. Hmm. No, that, I think that's, um, I, I imagine that, yeah, that seems like a perfectly um, reasonable emotional mindset to have with something like that and it's very it's very powerful just to have like a living example of of some of someone that can transcend something and hopefully push for for better treatment of that community um going forward i do want to get back to wrestling and all the wrestling with you as well because while you didn't uh win the match against riho on the first episode of dynamite it's okay. No. We're, we're getting to good stuff here. <laughs> you were able to defeat Riho 
month, a little few months later and win the women's world championship on another episode of dynamite. Um, I really want to like pick your brain a little bit about that moment. Like what did that moment mean to you to win the women's championship? It, it honestly meant a world that, that may be like a cliche expression, but it really did. Um, it, it kind of put into a physical form everything that I had ever hoped and dreams and, and worked for, everything that I've ever fought for, all encapsulated in this one moment that I'm blessed that I can go back and watch it time and time again. You know, I don't know what the future holds for me, but I know what I'd like to do. I'd like to get back to that championship, obviously. Uh, but but that, that, that first moment, that inaugural moment, ever since being a little kid, falling in love with pro wrestling, knowing it's something I want to do, something I want to devote my whole life to doing, realizing who I am, and then the harsh reality that people like me don't get those opportunities, to push through all of that and break those barriers and not only get that opportunity, but grasp it and fully, fully achieve it. That, that was my everything. Mm. Do you think that like being able to break down those barriers for yourself and, and show um, that, you know, people from, from marginalized communities can attain these goals, do you think that sets up a future where more people feel like they can attain those same goals? Oh, I absolutely do. I absolutely do. Mm. You know, the barriers, the barriers aren't gone. You know, like, like, let's not kid ourselves. They're not gone. But people like me help tear them down to a point where they're easy to get over. You know? Yeah. Maybe there is a door in the way and we burst through it. Okay, well, there's, there's still the rubble. There's still the debris. You got to climb over that. But now there's an opening. You can see the light on the other end of that tunnel. Mm. How important is it for you to be to be that person to to break down uh, to break down that door and make it easier for people coming after you? I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I in some ways I still think of me as just me. You know, little old Nyla Rose from Alexandria, Virginia, grew up in D.C. Mm. Um, that's that's who I am to me. So it's kind of wild when I hear other people tell me who I am to them. But if I can help, if I can use, you know, what modicum of success I've had, if I can use that to help, I'm smashing a lot of barriers. <laughs> you know, that is an interesting aspect of like kind of being like a quote unquote trailblazer in, in, in industries like this to where like there is this idea of, of the self and then this idea of how other people respond to the self in a lot of ways. So like that, that dichotomy can be, I imagine can be very um, like some, something to, to wrestle with in, in a way, in and of itself. <laughs> no, but, right. <laughs> exactly. No, it, it, it definitely is. And it's, uh, you know, I'm still, still getting used to things. I'm still getting used to how life has changed. Um, you know, I can't, I, you know, it's, it's a good thing we do have to wear these masks now because I can actually walk around in public because starting to get recognized is a little weird, you know, when, you're, when it's happening for the first time. Um, it's, it's a weird thing. I, I don't know what to say. It's a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, I, 
go working on the indies and like begging people, hey, please come watch me wrestle. No, I'm a wrestler. This is, yes, like on TV. This is no, it's I do the same thing but different. And you're trying to like reason with people. And now you step out of the house to go grab milk at Walmart and everybody's like, oh my God, it's Nyla Rose. And you're like, where? Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> I imagine like that it, it's a learning curve. It, or, it's very yeah. much. It's, it, it's, a, it's more than a curve. I don't know. It's, it's a whole. <laughs> I hear you on that. Um, but I did, I did want to obviously speak to, to that same point. Um, AEW has been very um, forthcoming in its message of inclusivity within pro wrestling. You know, AEW is for everyone, you know, bringing on uh, talents like you, Scorpio Sky, um, Big Swole, Sunny Kiss, you know, showcasing all different uh, communities on their product um, and making sure that, that the people that they put out there are like they're not watering down anybody at all like sunny i i think sunny has been uh, one of the bright spots for for a, a while now in in that company and just to see like someone who can um really just be themselves like you and sunny um both have this ability to to showcase your own personalities beyond just the like lgbtq identification how important has it been for you to have that commitment from all elite wrestling absolutely important you know it's it's um coming into this especially being me especially being you know where i've been you're you're in the big time now you know aew just right out the gate boom big time i i've never been i've never had this opportunity right so to be myself on this level with this kind of exposure, having having people throw these rocks at me every day and then have a company full of amazing, good-hearted people kind of like, no, 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 you don't need to hide from that. We got your back. 100%, it, it means everything. If I don't know that my company has my back, then why do I want to work for that company? To them, I'm... I'm you know, expendable. I, I don't feel that way here at all. I, I genuinely feel like people care. Obviously, this is the the first year anniversary for Dynamite, but you know, there likely and hopefully will be a second year anniversary for Dynamite, and that gives us an entire year in between that. What does year two of AEW Dynamite have in store for Nyla Rose? I think a better question is what does year two have in store for Nyla Rose's opponents? Within not even a year, within a few months, within a few short months time, I was able to climb the ladder, climb the division and take the women's title. And I absolutely plan on doing that for a second time. We've got a you know, we've got a few other champions in the mix here. We have our uh, tag team tournament winners. If I have any say, personally, I'd like to grab those medals and melt them down and, and take a few more titles. But, but I don't have that say, so I might have to just, you know, steal the medals for now. Um, we've achieved a lot in, in, in a year's time. And if you, it's crazy to think about 
everything that we've done in a year, especially uh, and unfortunately with the pandemic going on. So to look forward for a whole new year when things shift back to normal and we get people in the stands, more people in the stands, I should say, um, it's going to be bananas. It's going to be a wild ride. You guys haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> well, I assure you myself and many other people are going to be here for every beast bomb that you have in store in the coming year. And we are excited to see it. Nyla, thank you so much for coming on the show. Let everybody know where they can find you online and uh, tune in to see the one year anniversary of Dynamite. Well, of course you can tune in to see the one year anniversary on TNT. I don't know what station that is for you. Check your local listings, check your TV guide. Do you even still print those? I don't know, but there's an app, Google it, I don't know. Um, check your local listings for TNT, 8 p.m. Eastern. I don't know the conversion on that, so figure <laughs> out where you live. If you want to find me online, it's Nyla Rose Beast on all the things, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, so forth. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nyla. Uh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. My thanks once again to Nyla for taking the time out to speak with us and kind of really get into some some deep stuff, some um, um, some really um, vulnerable moments, but as well as you know the fun and celebratory nature of uh, pro wrestling, especially whenever it can be inclusive and and speak to audiences that um, deserve to be spoken to, uh, much like the trans community and the LGBTQ community as a whole. It's always great to hear. We'll see if she has anything in store for the one-year anniversary show next Wednesday, uh, 8 p.m. over on TNT, and where she might be going in the next year of Dynamite. Um, hopefully, she'll get another crack at that championship because it's always fun to see a beast bomb. It's all another rose match is always fun, and that's that's from the heart right there. I enjoy it wholeheartedly. Um, but uh, of course. That's going to do it for our double header this week. Make sure if you didn't listen to our first episode of the day, go back, check out my conversation with Effie all about the Big Gay Brunch this weekend over at The Collective, and keep your eyes peeled for details about our uh, LGBT in the Ring birthday Fire Pro stream coming up next week as well. We're probably going to do that for charity. We're still working out what charity we're, we want to raise money for, but it's you got to do some do a good deed while you're having a fun time and celebrating one year of a show that feels so good to produce for all of y'all and and I has been very um empowering and rewarding for me as well. So, yeah, just keep your eyes peeled for all those details. It's it's going to be a fun time all around. It's a fun time now because you got two episodes of, of LGBT in the Ring to listen to today. And of course, like always, we'll be back next week with another episode. Um, our anniversary episode. It's our birthday next week. And we're going to have a blast and blow out some candles and talk more about queer pro wrestling. Because it's just fun to do. But until then, we will say goodbye but not before we say thank you to some awesome people who make this show as rad as it is. The Progress Pride Flag Design by Daniel Quasar is a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at quasar.digital. And of course, a huge thank you to Sarah in the Safe Word for the show's theme song, Formula 666. That's off the album Red Hot and Holy. 
You can find them on Twitter at STSWBand, and you can check out their music on Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahandthesafeword.bandcamp.com. They also have a new album coming out pretty soon. I would definitely look into that. Check that out. Their stuff's always good. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at WonderboyOTM. You can follow the show on Twitter at LGBTRingPod. And of course, if you are into video games as well, I do co-host a gaming news show, the Mr. Video Game Super Show. It goes live every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment, sun like the star. Um, and of course, we have to say a thank you to independentwrestling.tv. Um for uh, the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, IWTV is by far the best resource. They have everything from you know live streaming events to uh, VOD uh, from every major independent running right now, for the most part, as well as a number of classic independents, so classic matches. It's just all around a good, a good awesome service. And also is where you're going to find the Mass Wrestler coming up next Wednesday as well. Um, and if you want to get in on that and check that out uh, for free, you can use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and you can get a five-day free trial over there um, to test it out. Find some stuff to watch, enjoy yourselves uh, a little bit on us, and uh, see if IWTV is something you need in your life. It's probably going to be something you need in your life, but we'll let you make that decision for yourself um, because we're all about uh, autonomy here <laughs> on LGBT in the ring. But yes, definitely use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and check out what they have going on over there at independentwrestling.tv. That is going to do it for us this week on the show. Two shows in the bag. Always fun. Love doing it for all of y'all. But of course, until next week, y'all stay messy. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. And uh, stand the fly. Stand the fly. Bye. Everybody's ready to die.